Dave, today on the show, we've got author Vicky Petridis celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Victorian Dog Squad, and she's written a book with true tales of brilliance and heroism from the crime-fighting dogs in the Dog Squad. She's written um, this book, and she's going to talk to us today uh, about the information in the book and about uh, writing the book and the experience of it. Thank you for joining us today, Vicky. Thank you for having me. So, look, I guess what comes to mind, and I've, I've had a bit of a read of some of the stories, what inspired you to write a book about the dog squad? Well, I think um, it's published by Penguin, and they had published a couple of books on uh, rescued dogs and army dogs, and, and they just found that they walked off the shelves. You know, people love reading about hero dogs, and, um, and I, I guess it's something that, you know, everybody... A lot of people have dogs, and they just want to read stories about these dogs that just do amazing things. We um, we know a lot about that on the show because we do interview breeders a lot of the time and talk about specific breeds and what they were bred to do. So I know where that, that's coming from, and everyone likes to know or get to know information about heroic dogs and heroic pets. How long did it take you to write the book, and what was involved in gathering the information? Look, most of the information, um, I, the way that I operate as a writer is I go out and I talk to a handler. Um, I take my laptop with me. They talk. I type. Um, and I just kind of say, look, what's your best story? What was your best dog? Because I found out that while handlers, I think the average service of a, a police dog handler is about 17 years. People just they go, get into the job and they don't want to leave. And so wow. every handler then has three or four dogs. But, you know, even though they kind of say, oh, you know, they're a, they're a working tool, it's like, I don't think so. You know, every handler sort of got that gleam in their eye when they talked about their favourite dog. And so that was, that was it. It was just really telling stories. And I pretty much focused on each handler's favourite dog, that dog where they just connected and as a team they, would, they just felt they were at their prime, the dog was at their prime, uh, and the stories are incredible. And we don't know because, you know, you see shows like Inspector Rex and you see shows mm. where police dogs will... You know, I, I seriously, from watching TV, thought that a police dog would just kind of jump on someone and then stand majestically on their chest. <laughs> yes. I had no idea. They bite. <laughs> they bite a lot. <laughs> so would you have spent you know, quite a few hours with, with each handler listening oh, to them and documenting? Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and overall, did you spend about a year um, doing this research and, and writing a book? Yeah, book, books tend to take about a year. This, this one sort of took about nine months. Uh, I work full-time as well, so I write in my spare yeah. time. So it's pretty yeah. much weekends and nights I'd sort of leave work and drive over to the dog squad. And one time I saw them training, which was just, it's mind-blowing what these dogs can do and how yeah. clever they are and how they pick up a scent. And I think we don't realise, like even in the shows, like if you watch a cop show, uh, you know, just a kid goes missing and they give the dog a cardigan to sniff and they go, quick, here's Billy's cardigan. You know, and the dog sort of goes off and fight. Well, that's not how police dogs work. I think bloodhounds might work that way. But, right, okay. Um, but certainly the dogs will follow uh, the, recent, the most recent human scent. And I didn't know that. So the whole thing was a great learning experience for me because I had no idea how dogs... I lived in blissful ignorance of how police dogs worked. Well, that sort of goes along the line of my next question. I was wanting to ask you to tell us what you found as the most interesting fact about the dog squad and uh, that you found during your research. Well, I think that because they follow recent scent, I, I guess some of, it, 
some of the little stories are even the best stories. Like one um, police dog uh, was called to graffiti. So some teenagers had graffitied a local milk bar and they got the dog, it was at night, and the dog got there not long after the owners discovered it. And so the dog picked up a scent and tracked about a kilometre, so up and down streets, and then up a driveway of a block of flats, then to the back flat and up the back stairs, where there's a couple of pairs of runners at the, at the door of this unit. And the police handler knocked on the door and said, my dog is tracked, you know, from graffiti to this house. And the, the mother that answered the door said, yeah, that'd be my son. And so these kids that are, you know, the friend was having a sleepover and these teenagers are giggling, thinking, we've gotten away with it. And mm. the dog followed, like, how would you ever think about that? You know, that the dog yep. has kind of followed them right home. You never expect <laughs> I, I, the dog. <laughs> I love those kind of stories because I love hearing stories of dogs using all their talents and what they were bred yeah. to do to find things out. It's amazing, isn't it? And some of them were klutzy. Like, one of my favourite stories was a dog called Blitz. And it, when the handlers go on holidays and they can't take the dog, they leave them at the dog squad. So all the dogs do all day is they bark their heads off. And so every time Bob, the handler, would pick Blitz up, Blitz would have lost his voice because he just barked so much. And so they had to do a search where they they were airlifted to... There was a prison escape... And so they were airlifted to this sort of country prison and dropped off. So the helicopter was in the air trying to track the prisoner. And Bob and Blitz were on the ground. And Bob let Blitz off the, the lead. And Blitz disappeared. And Bob lost him. So the air wing's sort of going, you know, have you spotted anything? And he's like negative, thinking, I can't even spot my dog. <laughs> and about half an hour later, the dog comes up to him and does this croaky bark and... Bob puts him on the lead and the dog leads him straight to the prisoner and it's this awkward moment where Bob said, did he find you already? And the prisoner's kind of cowering against the tree going, yeah, he's been sitting here for half an hour kind of doing this croaky barking thing. You didn't hear him. So the dog's obviously gone, you idiot, I have to go back and find my handler to bring my handler back here because the dog's lost his voice. You know, things like that. that I think sometimes the dogs must be rolling their eyes at their handlers. Thinking, handlers. You know, yeah. yeah. There are so the, many stories like that. The handler, I believe, is it true that once a handler and a dog get put together, they're together for, for, for life and they're a team? Look, most of the time, yes, but sometimes um, a handler and a dog, the combination doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes the dog's too aggressive or it's not doing the right thing, so the dog will be retired and uh, so the handler will get a new one. Sometimes, and this happens a, a bit, because the work is so strenuous, like one handler uh, jumped over a fence with the dog and he rewarded his dog with a lot of play. So when he jumped over the fence and did his knee on the way down and he's lying on the ground writhing, the dog's jumping all over him going, oh, playtime, playtime, and the handler's like, ow. And so he then can't be a general dog handler that jumps fences and climbs, you know, the side of buildings and stuff. He then went to be a drug dog, so his dog was given to someone else. And then mm. he then, when his knee was recovered, he then did the, the less strenuous work of... Um, and did you find did you find a particular breed um, was was pretty much, pretty much chosen by the dog squad or could it be most breeds? No, it, it's it's generally German shepherds, and I think all of their dogs at the moment are German shepherds. However, two of the dogs in the book are Rottweilers, and okay. they just happen to have these sort of Rotties who were the most amazing dogs. One got a bravery award. He took down. Um, 
this guy who'd been involved in a siege and there were cops everywhere and so they'd sent in, finally they'd sent in the dog and uh, and the dog got stabbed in, the, the, the guy stabbed the dog in the throat and so, but the dog wouldn't let go until the handler said, you know, the, the release wow. word. The dog wouldn't let go but then when the ambulance uh, officers came in, they treated the dog first and the dog was fine. <laughs> But, um, and I thought that, you know, no one would have said, don't treat that dog first. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Look, um, thank you, Vicky, for, for this interview, and thank you for writing this book. It is lovely to hear stories of, our, of man's best friend and, and what he does to help, to help humanity, really.